Just before midnight Saturday, in the Coast Guard's Vessel Traffic Service watchroom for New York Harbor, one of the hundreds of vessels being tracked began to deviate from its usual course. The computer noted the discrepancy and buzzed Petty Officer Asante's console. He looked at the transponder info. Charter party boat, regular transit in and out from the Skyport Marina on the East River. The deviation from course that had signaled the alert? The blip had moved steadily up the river past its normal turn to dock. It was approaching the sensitive area near the UN buildings. Asante hailed them via radio. While waiting for a response, he reminded himself to leave early for once so he would at least see his wife for a few minutes before she slept. After getting no response to his second hail attempt, Asante sent an alert to the nearest patrol boat to check it out. Seaman Curtis Jackson on the Coast Guard patrol boat received the alert to check out the vessel, which was slowly encroaching on a security zone. Probably too much partying, Jackson thought. They turned to come up behind the party barge, and Jackson began surveying the decks with binoculars. Lights on, party music going, but no one outside. And the people visible through the larger view windows weren't moving as you'd expect which gave him a very bad feeling. Inside the party barge, blood flowed from the machine-gunned bodies of the passengers and crew, ran down the stairways and pooled on the dance floor. One hijacker remained on board to steer toward the target and activate the device now planted below decks. His life had been long enough, he thought, and when they had asked for a martyr, he had said yes. Striking a blow at the heart of the American beast would avenge their humiliation of Islam and its people. He noticed a patrol boat coming up fast behind and decided the target was close enough. He pushed the red button on the box he carried. The bomb was compact, one of the smallest fission devices made by the old Soviet Union and lost by the Ukrainian government during the chaos. It had made its way through several countries, changing hands at higher and higher prices until it was purchased by Islamists and had its neutron-reflecting casing replaced with cobalt, which reduced the yield of the device but would spread far more radioactive fallout than the standard fission bomb. The conventional explosive casing was old and went off more weakly than it was designed to, and the uranium quadrants that were driven together to reach critical mass and ignite the chain reaction were a little off-center, but it was close enough. The reaction ignited and generated energy the equivalent of 10 kilotons of TNT, and the neutron flux converted the added metal jacket to highly radioactive cobalt-60 dust. Hard X-rays from the reaction created an expanding ball of glowing ionized air. Then the expanding fireball cooled and began to rise into the classic mushroom cloud shape over the East River. The blast wave tore apart hundreds of buildings near shore, throwing their bricks like missiles into Manhattan. All the windows and interior walls of the UN building blew out first, then the tower rocked backward and began to melt and sag before toppling. Under the river, the Queen's Midtown Tunnel collapsed and flooded. Most of the major hospitals along the river were blasted into rubble. Grand Central Station's roof fell in. The Chrysler Building's aluminum cap began to burn and melt as the upper tower collapsed onto Lexington Avenue. 
The New York Public Library caught fire and burned for days. Streets were filled with smoldering rubble three stories deep. Fires fed by broken gas lines consumed block after block. In Times Square, thousands of people were still walking the streets or in restaurants and bars after Broadway plays had let out. They were jolted first by a dazzling flash in the eastern sky. Then the lights went out. The blast wave passed over their heads, shaking loose cornices and showering the sidewalks with debris and shattered glass, and those outside were deafened by the roar. This far from the blast, most people inside buildings survived, but the gentle rain of fallout that began as they tried to make their way west to escape would take many of their lives.